Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we talk about it. And uh, my name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by the power of the internet by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Howdy. Do you, how do you, how do you do? <laughs> Good. I was trying something different there. Did it work? Yeah. It, well, it happened. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was a are thing. You, how that are you? Did, I'm fine. You know, today, uh, you know, we're into January as we're recording this and middle mm-hmm. of January has this weird thing that happens pretty regularly where it's like, seems weirdly warmer than it should be. Um, and we're kind of in that, that window where it's not rainy and, uh, and it's kind of warm in the afternoon, which I like. Yeah. It's, but it's a total pump, like a head fake. Like it's a, it's a, it's a deek, you know, like, like it, it's going to get cold again it and is. it'll snow and people are like, wait, what happened? I thought spring was almost and here. Like, I was like, it, you thought spring was here it, in January. It does this every, every time, every time my daughter, whom I love, uh, mm-hmm. was upset the other day when the, like when the snow went away, she's like, well now, I mean, it's probably not going to snow again. And I had to remind her that that winter doesn't technically start until December 21st. And it's only January at the time, I think January 10th. Like there's going to be plenty of time for winter to winter still. And yeah. uh, she was not, not having it. Yeah. Plus you throw in the, that gopher and who knows? I don't even know when, when things happen. That's, I don't know why we have animal based seasons. Like why, why do we let a, a, an animal dictate? When, when winter's going to show up or leave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand the groundhog. I don't understand like how. I said gopher. I had Bill Murray in my head and mm-hmm. then I went to Caddyshack. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Groundhog. It's gopher. Groundhog's Day on February 2nd mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. Multiple times. Uh, and uh, I, I, I would love to be able to go back in time to many different historical events just to see not to change anything, but just to see oh. how did it happen? And that's one when go back to wherever they first started Groundhog's Day and go back to find the drunken person who came into <laughs> town was like, you guys, this rodent, it talked to me. And like, how, how did the rest of the town get on board with that? Like, I, I imagine will the- come. Yeah, I imagine the first year they're like, "Oh, that's uh, that's John Puxitani over there. He's crazy. He always whatever." And he's like, "No, mark my words. Six weeks, it will be warmer. (laughs) It's far enough out where people are like, I don't know, maybe." And so when six weeks comes (laughs) comes to pass, it's of course it's warmer because six weeks from (laughs) from February second is almost spring, right? And so, yeah, it's going to be warmer, dummies. Just <laughs> Magic gopher. <laughs> and they're like, oh, man, John Puxitani, he really knows what he's talking about. Let's name the town after him. Wait, the town wasn't already named? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's why we need a time machine. In this fictitious story, the town was already like he... They, they, I, there was a town that was unnamed, and then they're like, oh, my gosh, you predicted when spring was going like that we had six extra weeks of winter we're naming the town after you yeah i think it was probably something boring like springfield and then (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like, nope, it's delayed. Yeah. And then uh, and then John Puxitani comes along and he like really impresses everybody with his his gopher. And then like the gopher dies and he's like or the groundhog dies. And and I can imagine he like panicked like when your kids hamster dies. You're like, I got to go like right. when they're at school. You're like, I got to go find a replacement hamster that looks just like this hamster. And so then John Puxitani was like, all right, everybody, I'm going to I'm going to go on an adventure for a while. You won't see me again for a couple days. Nothing to worry about. Whatever you do, don't dig up the thing that I buried in my yard. I'm going to be back. And then he comes back with a new groundhog. And people are like, man, that groundhog looks a little different. Is it is it smaller than the other one? And I can just imagine everybody's like, no, you're bigger. <laughs> it's six weeks later. <laughs> it's six weeks later. <laughs> everybody got bigger. Yeah, it's like when you go back, like John Puxitani yeah, would you go lie back to, to us. You're, you're so middle, you middle school, right? <laughs> yes, and all the urinals are way too low to the ground. How did we get Whoa. away with this? Did... <laughs> I could never sit on those before. <laughs> oh, my word. Anyway, speaking of rituals and traditions, let's talk about Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. where the Masons rule the government and the world. And, they and leave, lizard people. And they, yeah, and they leave secret codes on the back of important government documents. Like gum wrappers. Uh, gum wrappers, uh, constitutions, all the same. I mean, mm -hmm. I learned a lot from Bazooka's Joe, and I learned a lot from the Constitution. Same Z's. And, and National Treasure. Yeah. So uh, this episode that we're talking about, we're five minutes in to this and just now going to talk about the episode of Parks and Rec. Uh, this episode is the, the first season, our first episode of season five. Um, Mrs. Nope goes to Washington and there's two main plot lines going on here. The first is uh, Leslie and uh, Ben and Andy and April and going to Washington, D.C. And the second one is uh, Ron who is going to throw the appreciation barbecue for the parks department employees because Leslie is not able to this year. And so, um, so those are the two things, um, two main plot lines. And uh, yeah, Jeremy, where, where do you want yeah. to start here? Which one do you want to start on? Um, let's start, let's start with Ron's. All right. The Ron line. Okay, so uh, let me let me wait. Hold on, this is this is this is intriguing podcast. This is good radio yes. right here. Okay, uh, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do let's do runs runs. Okay, here we are. I have before me all we need to know. Okay, so the uh, the the <laughs> what parks department team is coming in. And they are like going into a meeting um, and they were confused. They're confused because Leslie's gone. And so like, what's happening here? And uh, and then Chris says, Ron's taking initiative and in leading the meeting. And everybody starts laughing because <laughs> Ron doesn't do <laughs> meetings. And he tells them very sternly, I'm, he's not joking. I'm going to throw the Parks Department Employee Appreciation Barbecue. Uh, and everybody is like, you're going to do this because Leslie goes out of the way. So her Donna's first point is you're going to throw the Leslie Nope employment enjoyment SummerSlam grill jam fun explosion. 
<laughs> and then <laughs> which which they have a poster for on the wall like right. which i've because, never noticed before up until this point but you know well conveniently i bet they probably just put it there <laughs> so and you're, no one's gonna go back to say let's prove if that's been there every year um movie magic part of the part of this whole thing includes pop squealing contest slip and slide a thon watermelon carving gazpacho off uh and a one-woman show about parks rules and regulations called parks and dolls uh and then everybody starts singing the song gazpacho um, off yeah, I don't know how you do a gazpacho off. <laughs> that's, that's the best one. Have you ever had gazpacho? <laughs> I have not. Isn't that cold soup? It's cold tomato-based soup. It's basically like a salsa. <laughs> it's like yeah. a, it's like just in my experience, it's basically eating pico de gallo with a little bit more juice in it. It's tasty. And people just look at you weird if you bring your own chips. Yeah, like, like I'm just gonna dip these in. Like, no, 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 no! Don't dip it. What are you doing? You got to get the whole juicy experience um yeah but it's not bad and i could imagine living in a hot climate that gazpacho might actually be quite refreshing on a on a hot day a cold soup yeah i I guess i just i'm not a big fan of things that are supposed to be it took me forever to get on board with iced coffee because i've had like cold like like cold coffee that was supposed to be hot and Mm -hmm. it I just, I just, I, I have, I've had a problem with like, this soup is supposed to be warm. It's like in the name. I mean, it's not, but it, it's just, inf- it's implied hot soup, not cold. This, I don't even know what that is. It's like when people eat ice cream that turns into soup. Like I like my milk. It's like, that's just a bowl of milk. That's sweet milk. That's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Anyway. But I do happen to have some ice cream upstairs uh so now i'm thinking about ice cream thanks a lot jeremy <laughs> it's one, one of the reasons i don't keep gazpacho at home <laughs> so think what, about happens it it get, what happens if it gets warm like oh no my gazpacho got warm it's ruined <laughs> i i don't know man so many good questions so many good questions anyway. if only we had a anyway. gazpacho off in the middle of summer to figure out how what happens like on the time limit <laughs> on how quickly you I'm can gazpacho, gazpacho outside um yeah, so Ron's going to throw this party. He's not going to do anything that Leslie normally does. There will be no froofy desserts, uh, no uh, giant soap bubble guns, no adult men in costumes, and no vegetables, not even corn on the cob. And Jerry is very sad about this. Um, and, uh, you know, his whole thing is that barbecues should be about one thing, good shared meat. And I, I do enjoy ron's worldview on this but ron this is an opportunity for ron to learn this episode ron's going to grow and it's a very special episode of parks and recreation as ron recognizes that not everybody likes what ron likes so they go to the park and uh starts with a talking head with chris saying about how ron turned down his job offer but this is where he belongs and he's super excited um and uh and you can see ron in the background behind his um his buick uh he's got a uh a trailer hitch on the buick and a you know a trailer size smoker that uh he takes around which is pretty great i do just i just love that he's got a trailer hitch on a buick yeah that is does that does not seem like a ron swanson car it it seems like he would rather he should have a truck but Mm -hmm. uh but the buick is probably functional and he just He's had the same car for since since the nineties. We learned last episode. The, the, yeah, the Buick's more like like Duke Silver. 
It's like the more Duke Silver side of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe he got paid in Buick one time at a gig. So <laughs> he opened a, 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 a Buick dealership, <laughs> a dealership <laughs> in, in like just the other side of Eagleton. And they're like, Hey, we can't pay you in, uh, in, in money, but we're going to pay you in this red Buick. Like the tagline was Buicks deal. are sexy. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was their, that was their big pitch to the community. Yeah. And it was all just like old moms that came <laughs> and, and bought a B like they all bought a Buick and they're like, man, this is a great, I mean, we're all, we're fresh out of Buicks, Ron or Duke. Look what you did here. In fact, you get to have this red one. Like, okay, I'm on it. It is red, right? Am I remembering right? I feel like it's red. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Mar like maroonish. Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. Red. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm good at colors. So, uh, so, uh, Ron comes, uh, up and, uh, he's like, all right, let's begin the barbecue. And Chris, is, he's walking a, a pig <laughs> and Chris is like, Hey little guy, what are you doing? And immediately recognizes what's happening. And he's oh, no. Like, oh no. And, uh, and, <laughs> and Ron says, everyone meet your meat. <laughs> and everybody freaks out, um, because this pig is going to be uh, dinner. And uh, so uh, Ron believes that not enough people have looked dinner in the eyes and considered the circle of life. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this and next learn... part is my favorite. <laughs> All right. Yes. Tell us about this next part, Jeremy. Oh, no, I just love Donna. <laughs> Donna, any, any chance he gets because Ron goes, uh, this is your dinner. His name is Tom. And Donna just goes, burn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so great. <laughs> And uh, Ron, though, he's like, I understand that's hilarious, but that is his given Christian name. Like a pig has a Christian name. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, he's, he's smart, loyal, basically a dog that we're going to cook, chew and swallow. <laughs> uh, and the and, grin, the grin that Ron has on his face as he says this, it's like, yeah, everybody should be on board with this. Yeah, this is the best. And, you know, and is like, there's kids around. He's like, oh, good point. And then he offers them to like help drain the blood from the animal. They can play with the bladder and make it a fun play ball. Uh, you know, Ron is having a great time. Mm -hmm. But then a parked uh, ranger comes like, Ron, you can't do that. And Ron then says, not to worry, I have a permit. And he pulls a piece of paper out of his back pocket. And the ranger says, this just says I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron's like, it's one I'm of the most classic scenes in all of Parks and Rec. Yeah, I can and, do what I want. Ron. And Ron, Ron's <laughs> logic here is great. I am the director of the Parks Department, and this is a park. <laughs> so yeah, he has executive privilege. Yeah, he can, which is something just... we've learned about lately mm -hmm. in the world. Oh, the world. Um, yeah, and but they're like, no, it's against three laws, dozen health codes, and everyone's like, fine, I'll go get food from food and stuff and it's like let's go tom and haverford starts moving and then tom's like ron's like no pig tom and again donna almost <laughs> donna dies <laughs> just doubles over in laughter no so pig great tom I love, uh, uh, great. uh so then tom's taking a while or ron's taking a while and they're all complaining back at the park um and tom's talking about how tired he is his legs are getting tired it feels like i just exercised and jerry's like just sit on the ground he's like no i'm in my nice summer linens and Anne, because remember Anne and tom they decided to move in together in the last episode and uh that's and right so Anne uh says i brought a picnic blanket from your house and it is tom freaks out because it's a really nice blanket for a really nice chair 
And Donna's like, uh-oh, trouble in the Haverford household. And uh, Tom and Anna are like, no, we're stronger than ever. Um, and part of the challenge here is because they uh, need to stay together because Tom made a bet with Donna of $1,000 that they would last longer than a month. Um, and, uh, and, and Tom <laughs> stresses that if Donna finds out they broke up, he'll go bankrupt. <laughs> So Anne's reaction to that was like, you only have a thousand dollars or less. You don't have a thousand dollars. You have. Yeah. I mean, that's that's bad news. But he's we know Tom is terribly in debt. So because of all of his cheese trays and uh, the house being at 80 degrees all the time. Merino blankets for your Eames chair. Yeah, he's not doing he's doing well, but he's not doing right. So. Uh, and, uh, and so then finally Ron shows up, uh, with some meat, uh, and, uh, he's like, I got to season it, grill it up. And Chris comes to give him a feelings update saying that everybody's feeling antsy. And so Ron's like, I'll skip a few steps. Um, and, uh, and then Jerry's like, do you have anything to drink? There's beer in the cooler. And (laughs) Chris points out, what about the children? He's like, you can get water from the water fountain and put it in the beer. And Why not just give them water? <laughs> and he's like, I suppose you, you could do that. Now everybody just let me cook in peace. Um, and uh, his talking heads like these people are soft. They're grill virgins. <laughs> and then it gets really weird. <laughs> <laughs> the way he talks about how he's he's bringing them <laughs> into uh, the fullness of glory with the grill. And the first time is so beautiful. <laughs> so, ugh. Uh, I can't even read the line because it's just too disturbing to me. Um, and then uh, everybody is waiting for Tom Ron to cook, and uh, Chris and 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 Tom are sitting on the ground and uh, on the really nice blanket. And Chris comes over, like I know Ron doesn't want to see anything, but I smuggled in some candy, and they're so relieved. And and Tom's like, "Oh, these are raisins," <laughs> and I love Chris so much. He's like, "Yeah, they're nature's candy." <laughs> now they're basically grapes so remember to pace yourself and then he just dumps a whole box in his mouth like i can't even follow my own advice it's too delicious (laughs) he was so on fire in this episode he was just so over the top he was he was triggering out pretty hard yeah Um, it was great yeah and then Anne realizes that her clothes have glitter in them uh, because tom is working on some a few new entrepreneurial ideas uh and the first one is sparkle suds dress loud and the next one is uh disco dairy <laughs> spread the party because <laughs> he put glitter in the butter so it's not a good idea Ter- terrible idea uh and uh yeah so they are fighting and donna comes over like hey wait a minute are you guys fighting again uh and they're like nah and then um yeah so they're still trying to pretend and they're being super lovey and this grosses donna out uh and and it also grosses Anne out. Um, so finally they come, uh, it, food's getting ready. And uh, Tom is like, can I have a burger? And Ron's like, no, we don't have that yet, but we have ribs and beef cheek. Um, and Chris asks for vegan soy patties. And he's, Ron tells me to give them to the kids to throw, throw across the pond. Um, and Donna, or Jerry asked Donna for a ride to the bathroom. And uh, she like, says, no, I don't know why Donna wouldn't like take him for a ride to the bathroom. I, I Sir, Sir Ben's. I know, but I don't know. It, that bothered me that she said that to him because he's an older man. He's he's been in a gross Pawnee Park. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. She knows what those parks are like. He's been on in a gross pony park and he's willing to sit on the ground. <laughs> and darling, nobody who's willing to sit on the ground around here can be in my bands. Um, yeah. And so uh, all this complaining and all this stuff. Finally, Ron has a fit and he's like, you guys have ruined a perfectly good barbecue with your demands and chatter. And he starts packing everything up and says, enjoy the rest of your evening. And he drives away in his Buick uh, with the smoker still smoking. And yes, he drove away so quickly in like on like not road for a while that it was one of the most impressive displays of stunt driving that I've seen in this show. (laughs) It was an aggressive. It was an aggressive exit. Yeah, it was so great. And the whole time I'm thinking that smoker's got to fall off. It's got to fall off. And if it did fall off, it would make me so happy. Um, And every time it doesn't. So, which makes every me less time happy. You wait. Every time you rewatch like, that episode, please, come out and maybe, th- maybe this time. <laughs> yeah. Please, NBC, update this in my Apple TV purchased uh, edition. Please, please do the update. But they don't. So. I like the up. I like the idea of a toe behind smoker. Like wherever you go, you know it's smoking. It's right, and then you go to wherever you're going, and when you get there, there's grilled meat. Mm-hmm. It's just right there. Yeah, I'm for it. For you now. Let me ask you this. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's legal, but I don't think Ron cares. Well, he can do what he wants. Yeah, as long as he ends up in a park uh, eventually. Um, right. Let me ask you this. Do you think? This car is Ron's smoker mobile. And maybe the reason... I, I don't. I think it's his everyday driver. But maybe, maybe his reason what? Well, maybe the reason know. it doesn't fall off is because he welded it on there. <laughs> like well, I mean, if you attach, this, if you attach the uh, trailer hitch right, it, it shouldn't fall off. I mean, you, right. Shouldn't. Shouldn't. Anyway. I just am really troubled that he drives a Buick. <laughs> it's, like Duke, it's what Duke Silver would drive. I, I just, guess, I, I, I guess you put it like, like just imagine him in a fedora and it makes more sense. I feel. Yeah. I guess you're not buying it. Okay. That's fine. No, that's all right. Like I want, I want Duke Silver to drive like a Cadillac. A big sedan. Uh, yeah, I, I think the like Buick, the Buick. Is, is a good in, be, in between the two. I guess. <sighs> I guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to retcon, retcon Parks and Rec so we can drive something different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to suggest a reboot. But all <laughs> from Duke Silver's point of view and Ron is the secret identity. <laughs> Like he goes to he goes goes to jazz clubs and has all these friends, and he's like gregarious and nice, and like everybody loves him. And then somebody was at a park one time, and they saw him at a park, and they're like, "Wait a he minute!" Tries not, he just tries not to be seen. He's like, that's no. why he's so mean at the parks department. He's like, it's like if Superman and Clark Kent, like, like if Superman was just a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who do I write? Do I write directly to the NBC family? I th- I think we just keep doing this podcast until okay. someone changes it. All right, all right. So uh, the next day, uh, Tom is in the hallway and he confronts Anne 
uh, because she put glitter in all his moisturizers and lotions, and she's going to call it Sparkle Skin, Twinkle Twinkle Big Star. And Ron, our Tom is furious, but he also is like, that's a really good idea, and I'm totally going to steal that business idea. Um, but uh, And then Donna comes along and catches them fighting again, and they're trying to convince her that uh, they are still together. And Donna's like, you broke up a long time ago. And uh, I'm going to let you off this bet because I have <laughs> someone who has lied about various aspects of a myriad of relationships. I respect the effort you've gone to. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they're out of that relationship, which is great because that relationship is insane. Um, and so they officially break up and then Tom wants to start a business partnership uh, about Sparkle Skin. And uh, yeah, so they're done. They're over. They're finished. And then um, in this office, uh, Chris comes to uh, Ron. Uh, Ron. Yeah, Ron comes to Chris and says, hey, man, I gave you a shot. And you are supposed to lead the department. But if you are not willing to lead the department, then, you know, you know, the barbecue is not for you, Ron. It's for everybody else which is an important leadership principle um, mm-hmm. for the, you know, for Ron, like he wants to do whatever he wants, but everybody else um, should be acknowledged. And so he totally took- be like you taking your, your staff to Comic-Con. And they would love it. Cause mm-hmm. I told them mm-hmm. to. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, so then Chris, so Chris convinces Ron, like, you know, you, you should do this. And he's saying this is like, I'm your friend, I'm your colleague, but I'm also your boss. So you got to do it. Uh, and so they come back. But to, I, like, I like the way, but I like the way that Chris said that at the end, like as also, but the boss wasn't the emphasis. It, it was the last thing that he said, but the, even when he said it, it was like on the downturn of the sentence, he kind of got like softer as he said it. Cause he's like, I don't want to pull this card, but come on, man, you, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Chris knows. Uh, Chris does not like confronting people. But he he knows that Tom, Ron will hear it, it you know in a confrontation because yeah. you know they've built a friendship and so um, yeah so Jerry uh, they all come back to the conference room and Ron yells everyone get in here now and then the first thing he says is your work is appreciated <laughs> <laughs> little on the nose Ron <laughs> uh, yeah so that's. Uh, it's basically how I feel when you know, like, thank you done. Right. Um, and, uh, it tells him apologize to, some- to your sister. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> done. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, it's, it's like your work is appreciated. Eat some corn. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and they're all like, wow, this is great. And then also here's Tom <laughs> and he pulls up his ribs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, uh, so people are kind of weirded out, but it also, I mean, ribs are good. And so they eat some of Tommy's ribs and uh, everybody loves it and everyone's happy. So that's the growing moment for Ron. And then, yeah, Chris was in the doorway. There's the look. He smiles. He's like, you got good job. Good job, big guy. And then good job, walks guy. out. You got this. So, yeah, you got it. You can't hear me. So Ron is going to continue to grow as the manager or director of the parks department because Leslie's going to be more and more busy. So. We, mm-hmm. we were kind of yeah. Setting... He was super cranky with with Leslie gone. He was like, "This is, I mean, this is super cranky, Ron." Yeah, like uh, pretty close to the crankiest we've seen him. 
And I think yeah. a lot of it has to do with him, A, not doing things he wants to do, but B, because Leslie is just not there doing the things he doesn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. For so him. he has to uh, step up into this thing. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I enjoy this plot. I don't like how cranky Ron gets, but it's funny. Um, especially when he drives off in a tantrum, oh, man, I, that is, I laughed so hard the, this morning when I was watching it again. <laughs> it's the vehicular equivalent of slamming a door, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Or hanging up the phone, like a, a, a real phone, not a cell phone. Like just hanging I was just it saying, up you as can't hard do as that you anymore. can. Like, gonna hit end so hard. <laughs> You're gonna hear silence on the other end of this, so it's gonna be blaring. I'm just gonna <laughs> not be here anymore. So, yeah, that's fun times. Expressing anger. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you think about that plot line overall? Yeah, I, again, I think because Leslie's out of the picture and Ron's doing a whole bunch of stuff he doesn't want to do and just like, and I think he, he took it to an extreme just because Leslie did all this extra stuff. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think Ron would have normally, if he had said, Ron, do a barbecue, he, he might have let people do a couple extra things, but he was just like so vehement about teaching people a lesson. Like, it's only about meat. Like, this is what a barbecue needs to be. So I, I get it. He was really 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 cranky but i this is as soon as i i I remember the leslie plotline um watching this again but i kind of forgot about the barbecue and as soon as they talked about as soon as that first part said ron's doing the the company appreciation barbecue i was excited i i it's it's so funny the whole thing is so ridiculous if somebody if i was at a barbecue a company thing and they go it's going to be a couple hours until we're going to eat i would leave and then come back there's there's Mm -hmm. nothing to do what are they doing like, what was the point of that? Yeah, but when Leslie throws it, there's loads of stuff to do. Exactly. And Ron, exactly. probably, I wouldn't be surprised if in previous appreciation barbecues, Ron was just grilling the whole time. Sure, yeah, it you makes know? sense. Because that's that's what he would do. And they're all throwing the parties and all the stuff, and he's doing his thing on the grill. And so Leslie's gone, and he's like, Leslie did all that stuff. I can't do that stuff. I'm not going to do that stuff. I'm just going to do what I do. And this is it. And y'all can come and be here for that. <laughs> if you've ever watched somebody grill, it's not that exciting. <laughs> well, that's why he got the pig. Like, I think it was like, this is the special thing. Like, we're mm. going to, we're all going to slaughter a pig together, guys. This is our activity. <laughs> he was wrong. Oh, wrong. Man. Wrong Swanson. Wrong Swanson. Yeah. So fun times. All right. The other plot line, Leslie goes to Washington, D.C. And she takes Andy. Because Ben is running a congressional campaign from D.C. And he brought April along as an intern. Why? No good reason in this episode. Um, We'll learn more about it later. Um, But uh, so before Leslie and Andy meet up with um, with Ben and April, Leslie is giving a little bit of a tour. And uh, they uh, are at the Capitol building. and. Leslie's talking about how she could smell the bills becoming law, the sweet sugar of bureaucracy at work. And Andy's response is, that building looks like a boob. Talking about the Capitol <laughs> building. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, well, it's not. And, it's like, and he's like, I know, it's the White House. And no, it's the Capitol. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> everything Andy knows about Washington is wrong. Um, but Leslie is so excited to be there. 
um, on, and she's going to do, she loves, because she loves romantic reunions, government meetings, self-guided museum tours. Uh, and she's, she feels like she's living the dream and she bought a waffle Sunday from a food truck. Um, and the reason she's there is to, yes, to meet with, we meet up with Ben, but also because she wants to present her, uh, grant proposal for, uh, government funds to clean up the Pawnee river, which is gross. Um, and so it all works out. It's a, it's a work trip as well as seeing Ben and April. It's going to be great. Uh, and so she gives Andy a guidebook and, uh, and then he, she says, all right, now go ahead and throw it away. Cause Leslie Nopes is your, is your guidebook. And he literally throws it away. And it was like, well, I didn't mean literally there were notes in there. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> so he goes to get it and it's like, all right, first we go to the national mall and he's like, great. Cause I need to get some flip flops. And the national mall is not a shopping <laughs> mall. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, like a big park. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, then uh, they go to the, the Lincoln Memorial and she talks about how great Lincoln is and all this stuff. And Andy's laying on the steps and like knocking the steps, looking for hollow spaces in the stairs. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, have you not seen National Treasure? Everything in the city is a clue. <laughs> and he finds some gum. He's like, look, a clue. He's like, that's just gum. And he starts pulling it out to see if it's a treasure map. And and and. Um, and and uh, then he realizes, no, it's just gum. Uh, so they uh, um, <clears throat> they need to get to the Smithsonian is where their next location is. Uh, and so they start walking away. Uh, and uh, and thus is like, 1776, a nation is born. And Andy's response is, which nation? <laughs> and, and it cuts there. Um, so have you have you have you been back to Washington, D.C.? I've never been there. Have you never been there? I, yeah. Once when I was, when I was younger, I was, I want to say I was around 12, 13, I think. And I just realized Andy, Andy is like a, a a 13, 14 year old boy because I too thought the national mall was a mall, but I (laughs) I had an excuse. I was, I was young. Like I didn't know. I think that's, that's young enough to not know what a, like a part mall park is. So I was excited when we were going to go to the national mall. And it, there was nothing to shop for. Mm-hmm. It was very disappointing. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. Did you go uh, with your family? Or was it like a school I did. trip? I, no, I, I went with my family. Uh, yeah, my dad was, uh, a, was in the postal service. And he had a, uh, I forget what they call it, a special assignment back in D.C. for a couple months. And so part of the, the deal was that uh, once a month, he could, you know, once a month or whatever, he could either fly home or bring his spouse uh, to Washington, D.C. And so one time we just all went to go visit him. And it was during That's like cherry cool. blossom season. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was uh, it was it was super hot. So when Leslie is like, it's 200 you know percent humidity. It's not a joke. It's not. Yeah, it's very hot. So it sounds like a miserable it, it place. Yeah, it, it wasn't. I, I remember it being very, very hot. And there's really cheap like D.C. like tchotchke stands everywhere and uh yeah it was fine everything was old and uh boring (laughs) so i saw that i saw the you know the the flag with the holes in it which was like that's cool it's an old flag and uh yeah the declaration of independence i think but it was behind like seven inches of glass so you couldn't read it cool i couldn't read it or see the other side of it i'm pretty sure there's some parchment back there 
Um, yeah. Anyway, what what was the nature of your dad's special assignment for the post office? Oh, he was part of. Do you, do you know what a zip code is? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when they had plus four, like zip plus uh, four? I don't like remember the four when digits. they added it, but I do know that it exists. Yeah, that was part of his job. Was, was just it? kind of like organizing the plus four numbers. I guess I don't know. And then they were like, "This is stupid. Let's not do this anymore." <laughs> I'm serious. Like the government was just like, we're we're kind of done with this. And so my dad, they just reorganized the government. And that's how we ended up down south. Because that that was his job was doing the plus four part of zip codes. Like, I'm serious. <laughs> you've never heard of it because it doesn't, it's not a thing anymore. Well, like I'm in my office, right? At home. Uh-huh. And yeah. so I just pull a bill that I have. On, oh, not that one. But <laughs> this other one. Usually does. No, this one doesn't either. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, here's one. So, like, I can my my mortgage goes to a PO box in Seattle, and they have you know nine eight one two four as their zip code. Yeah, PO box three nine six nine. So the plus four of this is just three nine well, six nine. No, that's your PO box box. No, no, no. I'm telling you, it's PO box three nine. Six nine, Seattle, Washington, nine eight one two four, three nine six nine. Oh, sure. So the plus four there is the is the PO box number. What I'm saying is that plus four was like they were trying to break down your. This is oh, I'm sure this is riveting, riveting radio. Uh, they're they're trying to break down like neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and so like so uh, because the zip codes the the yeah the zip codes were getting they're running not running out. But it was like they kept splitting things into smaller and smaller chunks, like King County or whatever. So instead of doing that, they're like, well, let's just add more numbers to the end of that. So it's King County, but it's more this neighborhood or this area. And that was what the plus four was. So it was to break down the area even further. And then and that's why that's and they're like, this is dumb. No one and nobody used it. Like it was a real thing that people are supposed to write on their letters. I, I feel like I'm, I don't know, like I'm defending this or something like, I'm like, do you get it now? And it's like, no, because it's dumb. That's why. I appreciate the effort that you took to explain this to me. <laughs> At least I got to go to Washington, D.C. out of it, I guess. That was the whole point. Yeah. You got to go to D.C. and see, learn about the different kinds of malls. <laughs> yeah. All the different malls. Yeah. Yeah. You had a lesson and in be- disappointment. As well as your father also had a lesson in disappointment. We're going to really shake things up for the post office, and then they're like, "Nah, <laughs> Kurt, we appreciate your job the doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, your job doesn't exist anymore, though. Here, please pick from this list of available jobs. That's what. That's what because that's the government. Oh, you could be a postmaster. I've never been that. That's fine. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. <laughs> this will be easy. I mean, this, this stuff just keeps coming to you, and then you just. Send yeah, back out. You know zip codes. You know zip codes. <laughs> like it should be fine. He brings people onto this post office and is like, let me tell you about the plus four <laughs> trenches. I mean, we were really <laughs> scratching our brains here. How do we get more organization? Interesting. So um yeah, there you go. So they're in the Smithsonian. <laughs> 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 and uh 
Andy is climbing on a train display. <laughs> and he's like, I'm pretty sure this is the train from Back to the Future 3. Uh, and uh, he's not, you're not supposed to climb on things at museums, I have learned. Uh, and the security guard tells him to get down and he falls down. Um, and uh, and then that's you what said, I have learned. Is yeah. that like Jason saying that? Like you, you've, you've no, climbed on I've things? I've never climbed on anything at a museum. I'm just saying. Okay. It's just jokes. All right. It's just jokes, Jeremy. I mean, then this is. I just real. imagine you like on a T Rex or something like in the cartoons. Oh, I wish, I wish. There, Seattle Center has the Science Center at Seattle Center, um, mm-hmm. and they have an like always their like animatronic di- dinosaur display. Yeah, and that, that yeah. used to be, be my favorite thing. <laughs> it's like my birthday. Like, let's go to the Science Center. I want to go see those dinosaurs again, and I would. <laughs> I even now would love <laughs> to be able to pay enough money to climb up on the back of the T-Rex and like put a saddle on it or whatever and like just get a picture. <laughs> and that would be the best birthday of my life. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I'm going to go get some ice cream and I'm heading down to the Seattle Center today. <laughs> yeah. Got nothing else to do. Kids are in school finally for a while. So... Yeah, I've got an hour and a half before they're done with school. So, um, <laughs> better, get, yeah. better get cracking. So they, uh, Ben and Leslie, or Ben and uh, April finally show up, and April and Andy just basically start making out right away. Um, and then uh, Leslie is like, we've got other stuff to do, so let's keep going. And Andy and April are like, no, we're going to go back to our place and do grown-up things. And then uh Leslie and Ben are going to hang out, but, uh, and go and ben, Ben's like, I got a thousand meetings. So you go do your stuff. I got to do my stuff and we'll meet up at my office when you're done. And which is kind of a bummer. Leslie's a little disappointed. Not unlike you when you went to DC. Um, <laughs> there's gonna be but a lot he, of- he gives her one last, one last thing to say, see is like you, before you go, you should see George Washington's fair. And then she's like, farewell address candle stand, farewell yeah. address candle stand. Sorry. I have address in my head now because it's a plus four. Right. Um, yeah, as we all will for the rest of the week. Yeah. Thank goodness it's Friday as we're recording this. So there's not much week Ooh. left. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then Leslie goes to her meeting uh, with the in the Department of the Interior to make her presentation. Um, and uh, it, she gets there and the person at the desk is like, oh, Mr. Jepson's out. Uh, he won't be here for the rest of the day. He won't be available for the rest of the week. I was like, I really want to make a case for my town. Um, and because there's like a CD with Babbling River and a DVD of Frolicking River Otters. Uh, and it's really all a part of this presentation. And the desk lady's like, I'll make sure he reads it. Uh, and Leslie believes that Pawnee is unique and special. Uh, and so the extra asks, like, what city is it for? And she says, Pawnee. And uh, the lady says, Pawnee, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, Oklahoma, or Texas. Uh, and so Leslie Re- is confronted with the fact that Pawnee is not the big deal that she thinks it is. And uh, yeah. And so those are all real, real Pawnees. Those are all real Pawnees. They are? Except for, yeah, except for Indiana. Indiana is not. That's, no, that's, yeah. But all the other ones are, are real Pawnees. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did not catch that. All right. So, uh, so then it cuts back to uh, Ben's office and Andy is telling April, it's pretty amazing that this whole place is your office. And Ben says, no, it's my office. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and April 
tries to fire Ben, but that doesn't work. Uh, and Leslie comes and uh, and the, the, Ben says, how'd it go? I was like, good, I think. I don't know. She basically just left her presentation in a pile of binders. Um, and so she didn't have the, she didn't tell Ben, like it was just, I left it there. I didn't do the presentation. I didn't, I, I just had to leave it in a pile. And Leslie is somebody who has never been, you know, somebody who would leave things in a pile. She needs to stand out. So, um, so she's kind of bummed. And, uh, but Ben is like, look, I got us a cool inv- invites to this party. Um, and, uh, and so <laughs> y'all come and Andy's like, Oh, Benjamin, <laughs> I love that. He says Benjamin, not Ben Benjamin. How fancy is this party? I mean, is it like a shorts or a pants kind of gala? It's <laughs> <laughs> like pants. Great. Uh, we go someplace where we can get the nearest pants for free. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going, it's going to be great. Uh, and at the party, Andy is so impressed with how much free food there is. And he just loves politics. He makes a shrimp claw and April's really proud of him. And they're trying to steal all the plates. So they have a complete set. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Andy, April, you're so smart. <laughs> um, and then Ben and Leslie are talking to uh, some folks who are uh, working on expensive legislation, 900 million, 400 million. Um, and uh, Ben introduces them and uh and they're like, wow, that's great. And they say, what do you do, Leslie? And she's like, I work as a councilwoman. And one of the women says, my grandma is on the city council of her town. Gives her a reason to leave the house. Oh. <laughs> so Leslie's just getting like put in her place. Um, and they, um, uh, yeah. So then they, again, Leslie's confronted with the fact that there is multiple Pawnees um, because she's, her town, her grandma works at or she's this other woman's been to Pawnee, Missouri, and it's so cute. And Leslie's like, no, Pawnee, Indiana. Pawnee, Missouri is a total crap hole. Um, <laughs> and so that's going great. Um, and uh, they go, Leslie goes outside and is like, anybody can't feel like they can't breathe. They need some fresh air. And he was like, we are outside. Um, and she's annoyed because everybody is so tall and beautiful, like C SPAN and Nima Marcus had kids or something. Uh, and, uh, and so she's really annoyed with everything that's going on. And so Ben comes like, hey, I've got a few more people to meet. And so introduces them to uh, Senators Boxer and Snow. And these are two very, uh, you know, the women senators, April, uh, Leslie looks up to them like this is a great moment to meet them. And she's super annoyed and she doesn't appreciate all that this means. Um, and, uh, you know. Leslie says, you know, we're small and unimportant. And Olympia Snow says, I'm sure that's not true. And Leslie's response is, it is. We've got tons of problems. We're overrun with raccoons and obese toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> overrun with <laughs> raccoons and obese toddlers. Uh, and so then she just kind of... At she led with raccoons. <laughs> yeah. So then she walks away um, and Ben's like, all right, well, let's... I got to figure out what that's all about. Uh, and so they start talking... Um, and this is where Leslie says, I, you know, I'm tired and I saw 24 historical sites in a day and 100, it's 120 degrees with 200% humidity because this is a stupid swamp town. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so he, she's very cranky and Ben wants her to be happy and like have a good time here, but it's just not working. And so an aide comes and says, Hey, we need a quote for the, for a profile in an article that's being written. And Leslie's like, go ahead, just go. She's just sitting in the coat closet, kind of moping. Um, and then John McCain comes, but Leslie's got his back, her back to him. And uh, Senator McCain, it, it, he's 
one of the few politicians that that I have seen who actually can do the the little amount of acting that they ask of him. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like actually pretty good at this in this scene. And he's like, uh, excuse me, I need my coat. And she's like, can you give me a minute here? It's like, are you okay? Can I get you anything? <laughs> uh, stupid people don't respect their boundaries. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so and she finally like drives him away. He's like, and she just says, nosy people have no respect for personal space. <laughs> Which like if John McCain's story, <laughs> like he was a prisoner of war. <laughs> and like we went through so much <laughs> and like, and was kept here. in a very small place the size <laughs> yes. of, probably of that coat closet yes and she's like has no respect for personal space <laughs> and like the fact that john mccain would be on board with this <laughs> is right truly wonderful and uh as we were watching this my wife was like you can't make fun of john mccain i was like i wouldn't i miss him <laughs> I, I miss him. He was, yeah, he was, he was a, a, a fun dude. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't know him very well. So I didn't either, but I appreciated him. So yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, so they go back to pony and Andy and Leslie are sitting in the courtyard and Andy is showing pictures from the trip and they're all pictures of him and April making out. <laughs> <laughs> and and he realizes that Leslie's not really into this. And he's like, "Are you okay?" Uh and he's like, "No. Should be f- focusing on this cleanup, but I keep thinking about Ben laughing in a helicopter with hot Rebecca." And I love Andy is just on board. I mean, he's the golden retriever. Like, if I'm sad, my dog is sad. Maggie is sad right. with me. She just knows. And he just tunes right into that that emotional response like hot Rebecca. He's like, "Who's hot Rebecca?" <laughs> and, I will take her out. And she says, just some jealousy amalgam I created. And as soon as Leslie says the word amalgam, this is where Chris Pratt is a genius comedically. You could see in his face the complete confusion of that word. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. An amalgam I created. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that sounds like something I've heard before, but I don't know what it means. Uh, and you're like, I combine all of the giant dark haired smartphone power goddess goddesses into one woman called hot rebecca and he's like ah (laughs) it's like i mean his life is filled with senators briefings super packs i can't even get a meeting with some bureaucrat (laughs) and again andy says i don't even know what a bureaucrat is (laughs) he's like yeah yeah i don't even know what it is that's like he's saying like the fact that i don't know what that is is in tantamount to her it's difficult getting a you know a meeting (laughs) with one yes yeah like yeah i understand that because i don't even know what it is absolutely oh and bureaucrats then, <laughs> and then he tries to comfort her it's like everything's gonna be fine with you and ben because if i know ben he too is an amalgam <laughs> and i was like no no nope. yeah. point is no you're better than hot rebecca you're kick-ass leslie <laughs> and it's like okay uh and leslie's like thanks and, and then again he says that's what makes you an amalgam nope nailed it <laughs> <laughs> And I love that Leslie at that point knows you, you're re- you're going to try to use this. You're going to try to use this word correctly and it's not yeah. going to work. Yeah. But, you know, he did what he did right was he's like, Leslie, don't worry about that. You know, don't don't focus on Andy's failure of vocabulary words. Don't focus on right. Ben's work 
you know, as something that's detracting from your work, Leslie, because Leslie, you're awesome and you can you're do awesome. this. And, uh, and so Leslie, then the next time we see Leslie, she's at the Pawnee river and, uh, she's like, look, I went to Washington DC to get to apply for a federal grant, but I'm not going to wait. And I'm going to start doing the work of cleaning up this river right now. So if you need me, I'm here between 8am and 10am every Saturday and, uh, come on out, ask me questions. This is where I'm going to be. Um, and, uh, and so let's get to work and she gets down to the river and it's like, Oh, it smells so much worse when you get up close. Uh, and then Andy's like, Oh, look, a handgun, call it. <laughs> <laughs> and he just waves it around and everybody ducks. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, so then the end of this, this arc here, we have Leslie and Ben on a Skype call and, uh, Leslie saying, you know, um, Ben basically said, I didn't even know that it didn't go with a guy from the interior. I'm sorry. And he's like, no, you didn't do anything. It's, I'm just happy you're doing a good time. And I freaked out and they talk about how long this relationship sucks and all of this. Um, and, uh, and then Ben's like, well, come on out sometime. We'll do a proper tour. And, um, yeah. So, and then Leslie wants to see Ben's butt on the Skype video and he stands up. <laughs> In his office, like if there's other people in the office right now and he's just like standing up, like showing his butt to a webcam, like and he's cl fully clothed, but still it's weird. It is weird. Um, and then the credit scene is Andy and April in front of the White House. Um, <laughs> I just Andy's love how you said that. Ben's, Ben's butt. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're, like you're disappointed in the show. Like that's your humor. Like I'm not I'm not in, I'm not nearly as into Ben's butt as a, as Leslie is. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, you know, it's it's not for me. So, uh, <laughs> so it's America's butt. <laughs> we just watched Endgame again, Joss and I, a little bit ago, and that is a very funny joke. With where yeah. Ant Man is like, "That's America's ass." <laughs> and then <laughs> when Chris Pratt fights Chris Pratt, not Chris Pratt, uh, Evans fights Evans, and uh, old Evans is on the ground. He's like, "That is America's ass." <laughs> It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Um, it's good. So the historical facts at the White House are are wonderful because uh, Andy is like, uh, this is the White House, most whitest house. <laughs> most notably is where Sinbad lived in the film First Kid. <laughs> uh, and he yep. was like, wow, I didn't know that. And the guy never said anything about that. And he's like, do you know why it's called the Oval Office? No, because of a man named Oval Redenbacher. <laughs> Popcorn inventor. Uh, he also used to hang out with JFK. <laughs> and April then calls everybody, attention, everybody, come here. This tour guide is the most amazing tour guide there ever was. Please step up. $200 cash up front. <laughs> and so, yeah. As people start to just kind of surround him. Yeah. Uh, I love that. <laughs> most notably is where Sinbad lived in the film First Kid. <laughs> Which I I rented as a child. I enjoyed uh -huh. it very much. Um. That is and a look, good movie. And look how you turned out. Yeah. yeah. Good. Sinbad had two movies that have scenes that live large in my brain even now. First Kid and Don't. another one. And maybe it's the same movie, but where he. <laughs> no, it's House Guest. House Guest. Where he First house, is. House Guest. Anything with a house. I see. Well, it's First Kid and House Guest. Two different movies. Right. But they and came out about no, the same time. No house home. Far from house. Trying what to think of all the sequels. Right <laughs> all well, right, those all in the same movie. The same <laughs> house guest. Yeah. No, I just thought it was like you know, he had a theme. 
It was all, all part of his the house universe. The house house CU was Sinbad. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um I'm sorry, I have to look up his filmography here. Um all right. I didn't so know have... he was in more than one movie. Oh yeah. He was in Jingle All the Way. He was the mailman. I'm surprised. That's I'm true. Su- That's true. I'm surprised, you know, your your dad being, you know, with the post office, you didn't watch all the movies from the uh with post office people in it. So, um, all right. They had to be factually correct. I see. Yeah. If they didn't, if they didn't, weren't including zip plus four on their communiques, it it didn't exist. We weren't allowed to watch it. Um, That totally makes sense. All right. So let's see here. He was in, um, he was in the Cosby show. Uh, then a different world. That's where I saw him first. It was a different world. Uh, he was also in the film Necessary Roughness, which is a football movie where uh, I believe it's Kathy Ireland um, joins the team as the kicker. Scott Bakula is in it. Um, let me make sure. Cause that, yeah, because that was in the part of the Quantum Leap universe. Yeah. Yeah, Kathy Ireland. She becomes the kicker. Sinbad is like a lineman or something. Uh, yeah, I mean... Oh my gosh, this is a college team, if I'm remembering right. And Scott Bakula looks like he's 50 years old in that movie. Uh, so uh, he was in Rock and then Coneheads, Meteor Man. Oh my word, Meteor Man was awesome. Uh, that was a great movie. Yeah, House Guest, all that. So House Guest came out in 95. First Kid came out in 96. Got it. All right, found it. Uh, but there's a scene in House Guest where he is pretending to be a dentist and he um, puts is trying to put Novocaine in the person's mouth and he can't get out of this. But he Novocaine's his hands <laughs> instead. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he's like knocking everything off the trays because he can't feel his fingers and stuff. Like I think about that scene probably <laughs> once a month. <laughs> Like, like, how? How does that pop up? Like, you knock something I on the floor, know. like, oh, sin- I, got a, I got a bad case of Sinbad hand. I got Sinbad hand. It just comes up into oh, my brain. Man. Like, it is the, I, I, I can't even... explain it. It just happens. So. I'm so happy I can't feel my hand, my arms. Yeah. Um, man. But that, I rented that movie at Blockbuster so many times. House guests. Kids, and- uh, Blockbuster was a, was a, it was a place you could go and actually get movies on a, like a, like an actual physical medium and you can yeah, check it, like it out. A, you had to pay it for it. It's kind of like a library. It's a big rectangle yeah. with plastic in it. And the movie you was put on into the another rectangle. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. A, another rectangle ate the smaller rectangle and it digested mm-hmm. the, the contents of the rectangle and put it on your television movie snack. Right. And then you, and then, and then they wanted you to do it. work for them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you do part of their job or else you had to pay money. And there was a documentary about that called Be Kind Rewind later. Um, was, the, was the documentary about rewinding? Mm-hmm. Was it really? No. No, that was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Have you seen Be Kind Rewind? No. Jack, no, it was Jack Black and... Oh, that's a great, that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a Michelle Gondry movie. Anyway. Oh, well, yes, wow, yes, we've yes, really, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We've really gone off the rails here. Uh, this, this was a good movie because they're making their own. <laughs> yes, this is like the post. This is like the post post podcast. Let's talk about the. Let's talk about this episode. How do you think we did? 
Remember that? Remember that? That uh, at the beginning we were talking about the weather. Oh, uh, that was funny. Yeah. Okay. We should put like stop the af- so I can this, go. It's like find the it. after podcast, like the walking. And you don't even the parks to, and you don't even have to be a Patreon to to get this content. <laughs> this is a this is b- bonus content. If you've made it this far, you wow! Congratulations. This is free stuff uh, we're giving to you. So, listener, let me ask you a question. Type, type in this code. <laughs> I don't, know to, where, I don't know where you put it. But. Go to caspermattress.com and just type in words and see if you get a discount. <laughs> Tell them Parks and Conversation sent you. And they'll be like, what? Uh, and so, uh, but listener, I would love to hear from you on this important thing as we're wrapping up. Which part? Which part? What is your favorite Sinbad movie? <laughs> <laughs> and send an email to parksandconversation you know, at gmail.com. Just too many to choose. I oh yeah, I'm right, same I'll way. I'll give you the list. I'll give you the list. His right? entire his entire catalog. No, I don't, about, I don't want to talk about TV shows. I want to talk about movies. All right. So his movies. Uh, the listeners most... have internet. They can find the podcast. Mm, okay, if you say so. <laughs> Stomping, treading water. <laughs> Hansel and Gretel as the voice of Raven. Resurrection. Oh, that's a TV show. Uh, crazy as hell. He plays an orderly. Angie Stone brother is a music video. Uh, blue shirts. Uh, he was in Moesha, which is a series, a TV movie called Ready to Run. Uh, Good Burger, Jingle All the Way, First Kid, Homeward Bound Two, Lost in San Francisco, which is good. I mean, that's a, narrows it down quite a bit. Uh, and House Guest, Aliens for Breakfast was a TV movie, and Meteor Man, Coneheads. Uh, necessary roughness. That's adequate. <laughs> Which is his uh, that comedy that special. Pretty, it, yeah, it was one of the first. Yeah. So tell us, uh, listener, what's your favorite Sinbad movie, uh, or what is the movie you checked out from Blockbuster all the time as a kid? If you remember those days, and you can email us Parks and Conversation at gmail dot com, and uh, your nominations for best Sinbad movie will be written down. And then that's it. So, and maybe, we'll do the yeah, well, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Make sure it's send them in and make sure yeah. you put the, uh, the plus four on your letter when you mail it to us. <laughs> and, uh, hey, I, I, and, and, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Like, seriously, like Jason always does this part. And I realize I should be thankful. I'm, I'm thankful too to the people who listen to this ridiculous podcast. There's a, there's a million of them out there that you could listen to. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, tell you, you know, tell your friends. That's the best. Like, we don't advertise, we don't make any money either. So it doesn't make any we sense. Do not. But, um, uh, we, we don't, we don't make any money, but we don't advertise either. So if you, you yeah. tell your friends, like, uh, like, <laughs> a really uh, yeah, winning combination the- there. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we like Sinbad. <laughs> we 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 don't advertise we're uh-uh. actively every time we do this we're actively losing money so yeah, sure listen, yeah tell your friends <laughs> this is not a zero-sum game this is we're act, actively this is a negative <laughs> negative sum game for us uh but that's okay we do it because we like it we love the show and uh everything michael sure does so yeah. uh make sure that uh, if you have a friend who loves The Office or Parks and Rec or any of the shows that he's been involved in or just like people rambling about the weather in Washington, you know, tell him. That'd be a, and, that'd be a big help. Yeah. I mean, it was cloudy when we started, but it's sunny now. <laughs> so look at that. We did it. We, we made we made the day better just yes. by doing this. That's that's we, the kind of power we bring. And we want to bring that to your life as well. So yeah. give that gift to a friend. 
man, this felt really NPR-y right now. Like, let me tell you about a tote bag that saved my life. <laughs> yeah. It's called Parks and if, said Conversation. <laughs> if you donate now, we can get you a water bottle. Yeah, and we're not even asking you to donate to us. Like, donate to somebody, and somebody will give you a water yeah. bottle. That's just how it works. It's true. Yeah, I have so many water bottles from, like, my kids, like, walkathons and stuff. I'll send you one. It's fine. <laughs> if you just let us know who you donated to. It might not have a top on it. I, we can't keep track of those, but, you know. All right, we should, we should go. What's, what's, our next, uh, what's our next episode? Uh, I, oh, I think know. it's the... I'm so the... far down IMDb on SIDPAD. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get back. I can't give it. There's not enough back tabs. Uh, right, it's the go. one with the big gulp. The big gulp. Oh, yes. Soda tax. Yeah. Oh, Soda tax. And, and Andy Ooh. tries to get fit to be a police officer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only there were doctors for your mind. Oh, man. This one has many jokes. So we should child this. Child size. Child size uh, drink. <laughs> All right. Well, then I will. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you. Talk to you later. All right. See you later, man. <laughs> Bye. 